You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Friday, January 19th, 2024. Today, Governor Kim Reynolds released an open letter to Iowans detailing her focus on reworking the state's special education system and area education agencies. In her statement, Reynolds says education always be, has always been important to Iowans and that dedication extends to students of all ability levels. The AEAs were founded in 1974 with the sole focus of providing services to students with disabilities, but Reynolds says the scope of their work has extended beyond their original mission now to include coaching certifications, cybersecurity, and graphic design. According to the governor, only about a third of the AEA's services today are special education focused. Reynolds calls that shift unacceptable as Iowa's fourth grade students with disabilities have consistently performed Uh, below the national average when compared to students with disabilities in other states. Reynolds says, if we don't do something different, we can simply expect more of the same. That's not good enough for our children. It's why I'm proposing a change. Reynolds' full letter is included with this story on our website. The Carroll Chamber of Commerce and Carroll County Growth Partnership has set uh, have set mid-March as the tentative launch date for the physical Hub 712 site. Chamber and CCGP Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler says they are still wrapping up interior work at the site on the corner of Highway 30 and Adams Street. We are working with a lot of great local folks on the light renovations that we're doing. You know, I'm excited about the interior of it. It's it's going to look different. It's going to have a, a vibe to it that is going to be inviting, and we're really paying attention to that. So we're working on finishing up some things, uh, doing a deep cleaning, because you know how construction dust is, and then working on the final touches, uh, getting some furniture in, working with you know a lot of local people, getting a lot of moving parts and pieces pulled together, quite honestly. So it's been a big project, but a good one. Hub 712 was selected by the International Development Council to receive a $250,000 grant to fund a full-time fellow dedicated to assisting businesses and entrepreneurs in the region. Tiefenthaler says they cannot announce who the fellow is quite yet, but it should be coming soon. They do not want us to announce anything of who is it until they do that formally at their leadership summit in Phoenix, which will be February 3rd and 4th, I believe it is. So right in the beginning of February, that will be announced nationwide. So they want to do the big national press release, and then that will definitely trickle down to us locally here. Hub 712 is partnering with numerous state and national business resources, such as the Small Business Development Center, Iowa State University, and others, to provide services to local businesses. Tiva Dollar says the sky is the limit for what they can offer, and that includes agricultural business support. Which I think is really important, considering that we live in rural Iowa, and we have a very rich farming community all around us, and we have some great examples of farmers who started some great businesses that are now international. Stephen Teller made her comments during an interview on KCIM earlier this week, and the full audio is included with this story on our website. Be sure to keep on the, an eye on the Carroll Chamber of Commerce website and social media pages for more information about Hub 712 as the opening day draws nearer. With ice conditions finally shoring up enough to allow for ice fishing, the Iowa Department of Natural Resources reminds anglers to exercise caution when venturing out onto fo- frozen lakes for ice fishing. The DNR emphasizes the importance of patience, urging anglers to allow a minimum of four inches of quality ice for fishing and at least five inches for snowmobiles and ATVs. Ice thickness can vary across lakes due to factors like size, water depth, and external elements like rocks or docks. 
The DNR advises frequent ice thickness testing and encourages anglers to trust their instincts. If the ice seems unsafe, it's best not to venture out. A layer of snow on an ice-covered lake can insulate the ice, slowing its growth and potentially hiding hazards or weak spots. Remember that no ice is 100% safe. Anglers should check the weekly fishing report for current ice conditions, avoid going out alone, inform someone of their plans, and carry essential safety items, including hand warmers, ice cleats, ice picks, a life jacket, and a whistle. The latest ice reports from the DNR are included with this story on our website. And Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nagg is urging farmers and landowners who planted cover crops last fall to apply for the state's crop insurance discount program before the January 26th deadline. Eligible producers can receive a $5 per acre discount on spring crop insurance premiums. The program, now in its seventh year, is administered by the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship in collaboration with the U.S. Department of Agriculture Risk Management Agency. Nearly 2,000 Iowa farmers have enrolled over 1 million acres of cover crops in the program, which serves as a model for other states and the federal government. Neg says Iowa farmers and landowners continue to utilize conservation and water quality practices, including cover crops, at record levels. The crop insurance discount program helps defray some of the costs of getting these cover crops established, so I encourage farmers to get their eligible acres enrolled before the deadline. To qualify, cover crop acres cannot be enrolled in other uh, state or USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service cost share programs. Farmers can sign up or learn more at apply.cleanwateriowa.org. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. More news on the way after this on KCIM. Suffering from substance use disorder, including with alcohol or painkillers, can affect people from all backgrounds. Rich, poor, old, young, men, women, anyone can be affected by substance use disorder. If you or someone you know is suffering from problems related to substance use, give the gift of a new opportunity. Call one of the professionals at New Opportunities. With decades of experience, they do not judge. They are simply here to help. 792-9266. New opportunities. Helping people. Changing lives. At Collins Aerospace, we believe in investing in our employees' future. That's why we are proud to offer our Employee Scholar Program. Whether you want to pursue a professional certificate or a degree related to the industry, we offer full tuition reimbursement and even paid study time. Our Employee Scholar Program is the perfect tool to help achieve the future you've been dreaming of. At Collins, we don't just want to offer you a job. We want to offer you a career and a future in aerospace. For details on the Collins Aerospace Employee Scholar Program, visit us at careers.ar. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Coon Rapids, Baird, and Glidden Ralston Community School Districts have received the results for what stakeholders are searching for in their future, shared superintendent. The findings come from a stakeholder survey report created by Grunmeyer Leader Services to assist the districts in finding the ideal candidate for that leadership role. 127 responses were collected from the survey. 46% were from parents and guardians. 26% were community members and district staff made up the rest of the results. The survey asked participants about the district's strengths and challenges and the desired skills and qualifications for the next superintendent. The strengths identified by both districts include strong community and engagement, as well as support, smaller class sizes, communication and transparency, pride in facilities and available resources, as well as a dedicated and caring district staff. The survey also reported challenges such as staff recruitment, retention and compensation, administrative accountability and communication, behavioral and discipline challenges, academic performance and concerns about facilities and available resources. 
When looking at the skills and qualifications for the next superintendent, 51% of total survey responses reporting having recruitment, hiring, support structures, development, and retaining effective staff members as the as their number one priority. Other, other favored focuses are effectively managing district resources, building and fostering a community of care, support, and relationships for students, staff, community members, being a great communicator, working with both districts equally, as well as being a strong instructional leader. Applications are still being taken for that superintendent position until January 28th with screening interviews on February 7th and then final, final interviews on Feb 14th. And a handoff ceremony was held to Thursday at 3.30 p.m. to honor the donation of the American Home Shield Building to St. Anthony Regional Hospital. The title was signed over to St. Anthony on Tuesday this week for the building located right, right off of Highway 30 here in Carroll. Chief Operations Officer of Front Door Incorporated, Evan Iverson, says with all the employees now remote workers since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the unoccupied building could be put to better use for the community. As we thought through possibilities, it fit so well that I think other possibilities really didn't matter as much. It seemed the right thing to do, and it grew organically from there. We know the importance that American Home Shield has played in the community, and it's a role we take very seriously. And we know that St. Anthony's plays actually a far larger role within the community. And so being able to support that, being able to find something that allows this building to continue to be an important part of the community, that and that's what resonated with us. CEO of St. Anthony Hospital, Alan Anderson, says the hospital is grateful for the significant donation. While unable to give a finalized plan of what St. Anthony will do with that building, Anderson says the blank canvas given to them opens a door for many opportunities. First one that we're really exploring is our home health and hospice agency. As far as non-clinical or non-patient facing areas, we've talked about IT or information technology department, our information technology analysts, which work within our electronic medical record. As we've talked our patient finance, we've talked our health information management department. Anderson says he's been asking hospital staff for input on what they would put into the new building and mentions some patient facing, facing department ideas. Therapy thinks it'd be a great idea for them to move out mm-hmm. here. It's an opportunity if we want to enhance some of the services that we deliver. Outpatient behavioral health has also been mentioned. Anderson says when the final decision is made, he knows it will uphold the values of St. Anthony Hospital as well as American Home Shield's values when it comes to serving the community. Continue to enhance the patient experience, whether that is back office non-patient or it is patient-facing things that we move out here. This will allow us some flexibility on that patient experience and enhancing and improving that. St. Anthony and American Home Shield employees attended the event, sharing memories from the building as well as the potential futures, uh, future options uh, for what the community could see. Photos from the ceremony are included with this story on our website. That is going to be wrapping up your news. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Have a great weekend, everyone.